This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Welcome back to the Wall Street Coach Podcast with me, Kim Ann Curtin and Lucas Peterson. Today's going to be a pretty interesting day. We're going to introduce you to some of the coaches on the Wall Street Coach team, which Lucas, first off, is one of our team members. Yeah, if we Hi, haven't Lucas. gone over that. We haven't <laughs> gone <can>. over that. <laughs> I think How maybe the first, the first time I came on, but yeah. Did I'm we? Good. Okay, that's good. That's good. So tell, tell people what... Uh, what you coach people on when yeah. you coach under the Wall Street coach? Uh, I primarily coach traders um, mm -hmm. and mostly we coach on uh, most the emotional side of trading. Um, and a lot of people want to talk about the technical side, but I, I find that most of the time you can find that information out on YouTube or yeah. reading technical analysis. Uh, <laughs> and really it's the, the emotions are what's going to get you in the way. Um, yeah. And so, that's, and that's the hardest part uh, that I found yeah. in my journey as a trader. And it's, it, it is hard to be wrong, but you have to be okay being wrong with trading yeah. to be successful. Yeah. That's what I found out. So. And how long have you been trading for? Uh, it's been I've actively trading about five years. I've been in the markets. Uh, I, I think I've said this before, but I started investing probably a, a little over a decade ago now um, mm. and was just holding, you know, a big, big company positions, you know, like Apple yep, and Visa sure. and just watching them kind of grind up slowly. Uh, yep. And then I started doing more research around <laughs> people making a lot more money, making what I was making in a year in the markets in, you know, a week. And yeah. it's like, yeah. I want to do that. So yeah. But you can also lose more if you're not willing to yes. Uh, yes, you are. obey the rules. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So five yeah. years actively. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. still primarily swing trade and it's uh mm -hmm. it's it's more part-time than full-time but yep. that's because i enjoy doing this too that's right <laughs> that's right that's right well you know i think all the coaches on this team there it's an eclectic bunch of people everybody has kind of their sweet spot uh but there are certain things that whether you know i've from the beginning of the coaching practice when my the brand obviously is the wall street coach so we've had a tendency to work uh, more often than not with those in the finance world, be it traders or pe you know, C-suite level executives. But we've also worked with interior design firms. We've worked with architect firms. We've worked with audio production companies. Uh, we've worked with uh, the healthcare industry and pharmaceutical. So we have always, I've always described our firm as industry agnostic because yeah. at the end of the day, what people are dealing with, the challenges that come up in work, whether you're a trader or you're just working in a company or you're an entrepreneur are going to be the same patterns that show up. Yeah. So it's, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. And, um, the biggest, I think, quality that I want to speak to about the coaches that we're going to meet today uh, and you and me is that all of the people that are on my team are coaches that, in my experience, uh, have done work on themselves. And that, when I first started to uh, put coaches together, that was the most important question. Yes, I wanted to know that they had had training, uh, that perhaps they got certified, but more important than those two qualities was, did they seem to be self-aware? Did they seem to be people who did work on themselves? And if they hadn't, it didn't matter to me, all the rest, because I knew that they had not probably been wrestling with their own dragons in a way and therefore weren't going to really be the best person to accompany somebody on the journey yeah i think i think that's a, a great point um i remember listening to uh, one of your podcasts with uh uh joseph aldo is that is that his name yeah yes, yeah and, yes. and talking you guys talking about like going into the dark night of the soul and it's like that is yes. If you're not willing to go there, I don't think you can recommend other people going there. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Absolutely so. not. So the first coach you guys are going to meet, in addition to Lucas today, 
which most of you are getting to know through this podcast, is Jim Persing, who we're going to bring into the conversation now. Hey, Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there, Lucas. It's good to see you. And Kim, you always too. a pleasure, my friend. What's happening? Aloha. <laughs> it's so good to see you, Jim. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. I just described a little bit about the Wall Street coach and how I consider us ultimately industry agnostic because we feel that whether you are a trader, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a business executive, ultimately you're going to run into similar challenges internally, externally. And so, uh, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what I'm going to say before that is Jim has been on, he is one the first team member that I ever brought on. And that is now, I want to say, what is that Jim? 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, that's a, that's about right. I tried to uh, think back and looked at my calendar a little bit. I'm going to say it's at least 10 years, if not a, a shade longer than that. Yep, yep. And and Jim and I both were certified through the conscious uh, certified through CTI, uh, and we both are ICF certified. But I am trying to remember how we met originally. You, Did we meet? You put through? a uh, you put out a an RFP, I think, through the ICF. Okay, and that's that. And we connected, and then you had a you had a get together over in New York with yeah. maybe a half dozen or eight people. And I came yes. over to that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. And we've worked yeah. together for a long time now with clients. And Jim, I can't even tell you like how much I appreciate you and your flexibility with like my clients and their crazy schedules and, you know, wh whoever came in and I could put Jim in front of them and, you know, everybody loves you. So I'm, I want you to talk about just kind of the kind of client that you enjoy working with. And because a lot of the audience that listen to us are traders, how you have worked with traders in the past and, you know, just your style of coaching, let them get to know you a little bit. That That's fine. I'm glad to, uh, glad to do that. You know, I, I can't, uh, like I saw you had Matthew McConaughey and I'm like, are you sure she wants me to do this? <laughs> this is obviously a step down in the process. No, it's not. Yeah. No, all it's right, not. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, all Everybody's a little worried about that now. Everybody that comes on, we had a, <laughs> like, another friend. There's an obvious ours, hole right? in the schedule, so they called me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you're my favorite, one of my favorite people. So uh, honestly, I'm honored to have you on here before, during, or after McConaughey or anybody else. <laughs> well, that was super cool. And it was a great interview. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good guy. Good man. I was really impressed with how gracious he was to Lucas and I. And, you know, I was, I was talking to, I think, another uh I think it was Ray, actually, Luke, because we, we had Ray uh, on our podcast the other day, a good friend of both of ours now. And he, you know, we just said, like, we really seem to be inviting people that are very down to earth and very authentic. So uh, it's, it's just... Authentic's a fantastic word. And, and I'm, you know, for you guys to attract the people like that, I think is right on target. And, yeah. you know, again, yeah. even, even in a humble way, I feel that's one of the greatest strengths that I've got is I can talk to people at all, you know, at all stations, at all levels of experience. And, you know, it's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just tell everybody about your journey, how you became a coach, why you became a coach? Well, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. And over those, over those 20 years, I've learned a ton about sort of where I was before that and, and where I am in this journey. And, you know, my original profession, after I got out of college, I went to law school, practiced law for about 10 years. And the part that I really enjoyed about that was dealing with people. Mm. And I valued the fact that people would come to me, that they felt I could listen, and we could start to talk about solutions to really specific problems that they had, or really specific goals that they had. But I really didn't like the combative aspect of, you know, going to court and all those kind of things. So, you know, I'd read some articles about coaching and thought that really seemed to 
target and harness a lot of the strengths that I thought I had in terms of my ability to communicate and interact and engage people and problem solve in a different way, right? Mm. Get people to see how they really could become a better version of themselves and how to work together to set goals and how to take those goals and then act on them, right? Mm -hmm. Build, build a solution and then stay accountable to that. And I think, you know, that's sort of the three steps that I've developed over time is, you know, let's talk about where are you now, where you want to go and, and what it's going to take to get there. But then I think most importantly, how to, how to stay there because people have always set plans. Everybody's good at coming up with an idea and coming up with a plan, but it's how to take it off the dining room table, right? Like people set, they have their papers all laid out on their table and they have their plan, but they don't really then execute on it. And I think that's, you know, one of the key things that I've found that coaching can help with. For sure. Well, when you've worked with, uh, I know you've worked with traders in the past, what was it that you coached them on? Well, I've, you know, built, built up my own knowledge of, of finance and trading over the years. So I feel really comfortable talking about it and, you know, sort of living in that world. And honestly, you know, one of the things that, that I've seen come up stems from my work in the wellness field. So I'm also certified as a wellness coach. And when I talk to wellness clients or people who specifically want to change and impact their own health, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got got into some of this out of my own health challenges, you know, some cancer that I was dealing with and some personal health issues. But I felt that people did not address this personally, right? Mm -hmm. Like they weren't taking it seriously enough. So in wellness, I see three legs to the stool. I see nutrition exercise and emotions. And I think that translates over to trading and finance by saying we've got um, knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to have knowledge of the platform, knowledge of industry, you know, the, the actual financial knowledge. You have to have the focus. You have to know what you want to accomplish and how you're going to be, you know, determined to get there. But then I think there's that resilience piece. Right. Like that's the emotional piece. How do you sustain resilience over time? And that's one thing that I've worked on with traders is, you know, are they, are they focused on staying resilient? Are they taking the right steps to use that knowledge in the most effective and efficient way? Yeah. Yeah. I think the resilience is a huge piece of it, regardless of whether you're a sophisticated trader or a new trader, uh, is how do you navigate keeping that resilience going? And what do you feel, what are the tools that you've used in the past that seem to be the tools that help the clients get resilient? I think one of the things is just step back and number one, do sort of an analysis of where are you right now, right? I mean, the trading world lends itself to the go-go world of, you know, like I've, I've got to sit here with a pot of coffee and work a, an 18-hour day. Yeah. And I think that's part of the difference between working longer and harder and working smarter. So mm-hmm. I think part of resilience is stepping back and saying, am I as effective right now personally as I could be? And if not, what do I have to do? And for some people, it's honestly as simple as, you know, let me figure out what my best and most effective routine is every day. Yeah. You know, I had a, had a client who lives out on the West coast and one of the first things that we did, and he, he's um, an attorney who now is a trader. And one of the first things we did was have him send me a picture of what his space looked like, like his trading space. Yeah. And it it looked almost like a cyclone had blown through there. So we worked on just, let's just get the space cleaned up and let's just get some organization brought to it. And then when you jump into the chair in the morning, you're not going to be overwhelmed by what's around you, right? The peripheral noise is taken away and we have the ability then to focus on what specifically you want to accomplish out of that trading day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just by way of like you, personally tell us where you live and kind of just your own how do how do you navigate all that you navigate every day when you jump into your chair just so people have a sense of your personality and where you live and your family and you know just a little bit about you 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so I am in what I'm going to call North Central Pennsylvania. So I am, uh, my wife and I live here. We're both from around this area. Uh, Bucknell University is is a stone's throw here in the, on the East Coast. Uh, many people might be familiar with that. Yeah. And I, we are three hours from both our kids. Our son lives in Manhattan mm-hmm. and works in uh, for a London-based consulting firm. And our daughter is three hours to the south in D.C. She works in the in the political world. So um, my wife is a nurse and vice president of hospitals. So she, we always say like the kids sort of got my genes in terms of the, the non-medical, non-scientific <laughs> stuff. But they certainly have her drive in terms, in terms of what they do. Both, both kids rejected sort of the science route, but uh, wow. in terms of their, their drive and motivation, I think that's more aligned with, with my wife. But wow. I always think I have to set my day up in just yeah. the right way. So I get up very, very early. I get up at five every morning, regardless pretty much of the day. And those first 20 minutes of my day are sort of my own time to have some time spiritually, to have mm-hmm. some time reading the news, just checking, glancing at certain websites that I like to look at and just going through my calendar and making sure that I know what's going to happen, what I want to have happen. And Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, if I have to take any steps to get there. Yep. I think a lot of life is about expectations. I think Mm -hmm. you have to realize what you expect to happen and are your actions aligned with your expectations. Mm. So I try really to, cool. I try to every day make sure that I just spend a couple minutes centering myself, grounding myself and making sure that I can see that my actions are going to align with my expectations. That's really beautiful, Jim. I've never heard that said quite like that before, that our expectations, we have to be conscious of them for us to potentially create them. And, or do we even want to create those expectations? Like, are they even in the realm of reality? Is, right. is what I'm realizing. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's a terrific coaching point too, because people will come to coaching and they'll have expectations. You know, a trader mm-hmm. will say, you know, my goal is, you know, million dollars a day or something like that. And yeah, maybe down the road, right? Like we don't want to squelch people's ambition. Right. We also, right. we also want to ground it in reality. And let's say, yes. you know, it's, it's going to be a journey. And, you know, you've talked for many years about the hero's journey, and that's always been something that stuck with me. And, you know, that's what I found in my own life, right? Like life is a journey. And I think my kids have probably tired of me talking about patience over the years. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they want, right, they're at the age where like, they want, they want it, and they want it now, and it's right here. But I think what hopefully one positive thing they've learned is, you know, that they've got to have a little degree of patience. And that's, yeah. it's a long race and you've got to plan for that, for that length. Yep. So sure. know, I, I love um, living here in, in a very rural part of the state. Um, we've mm-hmm. got great access though to, you know, a bunch of cities two and three hours away. And it really does help keep me grounded in terms of being able to deal with business clients and personal clients all over the world. I do, yeah. I do government work. I work with some clients in uh, the developing, developing countries. So, you know, I hear a lot of fabulous stories about people all over the world. And I think that helps me to have a broad perspective and, and be able to help clients uh, even even more effectively. Yeah, I have to say the concept of being in the country, Jim, I couldn't relate to prior to moving to Hawaii. As you know, I haven't seen New York City for so long, but I'll tell you, it makes a difference being in a more rural area. I have seen a change in myself. I still have a ways to go, but there is a grounding that happens, a stillness that happens being in a less populated area that is uh, it's pretty wonderful. I feel really lucky and I, I've always heard you talk about it. You know, I couldn't relate to it until I could. <laughs> right. Right. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's wonderful to in the midst of an afternoon say, look, I'm just going to step outside and like take a 20 minute walk and I can get to a, you know, a fairly rural place in 15 minutes where there's no houses or anything. Yeah. And even if I don't go that far, it's just to get outside, yeah. take a, take a deep breath and, yes. you know, run into some neighbors or whatever. And, just center yourself a little bit. And I think, you know, that's a um, challenge of our time. And I think we've particularly seen that in the last year is yeah. 
events can control your life, right? So you've yeah. got to try to flip that and say, what can I do to take control of the events around me? And how can I use outside resources, including coaching, to, to get on top of that? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's what I always think is um, a similar philosophy is uh, we don't make our habits, our habits make us. And it's Absolutely. kind of the same thing. What would you, what do you tell clients um, who maybe live like myself, who lives in Los Angeles where, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it sure. takes a bit to, uh, to get out and now I, I live kind of strategically close to an area where I can get uh, up into the mountains pretty easily. Okay. Um, but okay. what would you tell somebody who, you know, lives in New York? Like what, mm-hmm. what are some ways that you found uh, work well for grounding and, and, and I've, you know, I've talked to our son about this, right? Cause he's in, he's up yeah. in uh, Northern Manhattan up in Harlem and it's not easy to sort of get out and, you know, get any place rural. There is yeah. a park near him and I'm assuming you've got Lucas a little bit of green space near you. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it's, it's like the old thing that you can make your environment almost anywhere you are. Right. So mm-hmm. we've, we've heard these stories and I don't even purport to be in this same class of people who have had tremendous challenges in their lives, but they've been able inside themselves to separate themselves from that environment, right? Like whether it's an abusive environment or an economically challenged environment, or even something like we're talking about here where, you know, I'd love to be outside, but I'm just not geographically positioned. It's try to figure out what in that idea resonates with you. Like, I just want to close my eyes and get away for a few minutes and I think that can happen, you know, regardless of where you are, even if you can't physically get out there, like, you know, I consider it a blessing that I can get out. Kim, you're like a new convert here where you see what it's like to get out. You're not uptown in the Bronx, like the sign behind you here, but you're actually, uh, you're actually out. But, you know, Lucas, again, just, you know, take, take a little time and just, you know, sort of close your eyes and be somewhere else. And then when you are actually somewhere else, it becomes yeah. that much sweeter to actually uh, experience that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Jim, thank you. Thank you for giving us some of your time today. I, I wanted the uh, listeners to just get to know you a little bit and your kitty cat. Yeah, <laughs> What's the kitty they cat's always, name? Always, that's Bernice. Uh, Bernice. Bernice was, Bernice was when we bought our home 20, uh, 20 years ago, the original owners lived here and they had lived here 60 years and they were both in their mid nineties and her name was Bernice. So we thought Bernice had to continue to live at the house. So that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I think, I think what's, what this pandemic has done, if nothing else is it's gotten people much more comfortable with animals and children as part of the phone calls. Remember, remember, Remember that newscaster before the pandemic who was like with the the UK and his kids like right at the room and the mother's like dragging (laughs) the kids out. Like that was so hysterical at the time, but now we see that every day. (laughs) Well, I think think it humanizes and, you know, we talked about authenticity earlier on and, you know, we we are authentic people and we want to um, bring that out. I think it helps us relate to each other even more because everybody's got something in their life that interrupts them, whether it's a kid or a cat or the phone or whatever. Correct. And, you know, we can all be a little more ourselves. I think yes. it's a terrific new environment. Yes, yeah. I, I'm with you. I think that's been the, the silver lining uh, is just that we've all shown, we, we can't help but show our humanity now. We can't right. help but show the, uh, the rest of our household to the rest of our circumstances. And how does right. that not encourage connection between people? Because nobody's got it all, you know, buttoned down in a Tiffany blue box. Like right. shit happens, right. you know? And, yeah. and when you see like you're not the only one, I feel it helps you feel a little bit less isolated and a little bit more like, oh, they, they're struggling with X, Y, Z too, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jim. It's so good to see you. And thank, thank uh, you both very much. I appreciate uh, the opportunity here and, you know, yeah, we'll stay, sure. stay connected here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll have a catch up call soon. You and I. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks a, a lot. For Thanks, now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank appreciate you. it. All thank right. you. 
So I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to meet Jim Persing in person. Uh, as we talked about, I've known him a long time. He's an amazing coach. He's worked with so many clients here at the Wall Street Coach. Uh, he's worked with them in person in New York City, which is where most of our clients came from before I moved to Hawaii. Um, but he's also worked virtually with clients all over the globe. I've you know, set him up with clients that worked remotely in other countries. So yeah, he's a pretty special person, incredibly effective at what he does. All the clients I've ever had him work with loved him. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys got to meet formally, yeah. you know, by video now. So yeah, I love Jim. Cool he's thinking. just, he's so kind. He's like the nicest person every time I talk to him. He's, and he yeah. always just like follows up with, Thank yep. you. And yep. he's, he's like just classically yep. kind. Classic. <laughs> classic old school kind of human being. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. And his coaching, you know, because uh, I think part of what I heard clients say is, you know, his kindness and his ability to be empathetic uh, could, because of that, the way he coached them surprised them. Mm. at how hardcore he was so really? i think they thought like a couple of times they thought oh I, this guy you know he won't be so hard to me and but his sense of holding you accountable is so sharp and people mm. will be like i didn't expect that from him i was like yeah he's full of lots of secrets <laughs> <laughs> i could see that with um yeah, yeah some of the conversations we've had around just like the way that it seems like he's a, he's a very disciplined person and like yes and sees how that works for people and yes or at least and for how himself. it doesn't exactly and, and how, how it, it doesn't does. and so it's like if you want this that's I can right see that. he's that gonna hold sense. you hold your yeah. feet to the fire like so that. but I but I think his uh, that sense of camaraderie that he elicits with people so easily uh, is part of his strength because then people think oh. You know, I can be relaxed, and then they're like, "Whoa, this guy is gonna still kind of pull the pull the leash if I'm not doing what I said or claimed I wanted to in my coaching." Which yeah. is the case, I think, with all the it's, coaches yeah. over the years that I've met. You know, you think you're gonna get this, but like even my friends, I, I tell them, you know, if they, on occasion I'll have a girlfriend or, you know, a guy friends will say to me, you know, uh, "I want you to coach me on this." you know, as opposed to just be their friend about yeah. it. And I'm like, are, yeah. you, are sure you sure you want <laughs> that? <laughs> because the way I show up as a coach is very different than yeah. the way I show up as a friend. And uh, sometimes, you know, if they're in dire straits, they'll be like, yes, yes, I, I want you to coach me. And I'm like, okay, you know, put your seatbelts on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think I might've told you this uh, a while back, but a few months ago, I had a friend who basically said the same thing to me. It's like, okay, if you're, if you're sure. And then it was like, and then he was like, okay, I get it now. I'm not, I don't. And I think I'm done just, with it. Yeah. Yeah. He thought I was just going to be the friend who was always just yeah. like, yeah, man, you know, yeah, it is. But that's, that's, I think what, what like good coaches do. We are, you know, yeah. we are friends and we are empathetic yeah. and we want you to, but yeah. then we can also, that's why you, that's why you pay coaches and you don't like Correct. just talk to your friends because Correct. a coach will be like, I see what it is and probably the people around you see what it is too. And you just can't see it because you're in that forest. And that's totally, that's one totally. of the hardest parts. But. And I don't think we want our loved ones, you know, to give us the hard truth 24 yeah, no. seven, you know, like. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> you're sleeping in a bed when somebody's giving you a hard truth. No, thank you. Constantly I broke up with you one down. boyfriend who gave me a hard truth once. <laughs> and I, like in the bedroom. And I was like, this is not the time, nor the place. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but That's like, fine. I mean, I'm paying coaches over the years to give me hard truth. Yeah. But you just want a different experience from a boyfriend or girlfriend or parent or sibling. Yeah. Uh, you just do. And you, you need know? that. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You do. I had I have one good friend Christine. I give her a shout out. Uh, I had done, you know when I did like I'm a proselytizer. When I get into something and I'm excited about it, I am gonna talk about it <laughs> and rave about it and try to enroll people. And I had done Landmark Forum, and she after the course, she knew I was so happy and excited about it. But she just sat me down very serious one day and just kind of took me by the shoulders and was like, 
I don't want to hear one word about that course that you just finished <laughs> that you're all excited about. Don't even try to talk me into it because I just don't want to hear it, Kim. And I know how you get when you get excited about something. <laughs> and I was like, she was like, are you hearing me? Like she was two inches from my face. Like, I'm not kidding you. And I was just like, okay, I promise. She's like, promise. I was like, I promise. And I didn't say one word for like three months. But the magic part of the story is three months later, she's like, all right, what the hell was that thing? Because you are so different. I have to do this now. And I was like, you told me to promise. Are you sure I can break it now? And she was like, yes. So it just goes to show you, your friends want you to be their, your, their friend, friends, not yeah. their coach. So exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so um, today we yeah, also have Antonios. Antonios yeah. is going to come and join us. And Antonios and I also know each other a very long time, I think six years at least. He'll confirm it for us when he comes into the call. Um, but he, uh, he and I met when he was living in Dubai. Uh, we met in New York City. His mother-in-law actually heard me on a radio show in New York and reached out to me and said, you know, I have an amazing son-in-law who's also a CTI coach, which is the Coaches Training Institute uh, training curriculum he had gone through. And she said, I would love for him to reach out and you guys get to know each other. Is that okay? And I was like, sure. And Antonios is also just salt to the earth, uh, incredibly uh, diverse experience in the Middle East. He's just uh, had extraordinary opportunities. And uh, I just feel really fortunate to have him on the team because of his experience, because of his background, uh, and because of his heart, and because of the work he's done on himself. You know, Jim as well. Like, all of the coaches on this team have done work on themselves. And that to me is the differentiator of all the coaching firms, you know, I have looked at over the years as my, you know, in the sense they are one way of competitor. And what I have always felt is our cutting edge is that we have coaches on this team that have really been diligent about, diligent about doing the work on themselves and to get themselves uh, to a place where they can really be a contribution to somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited awesome. to talk to Antonios. Let's jump into it. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. It's very good to have you. We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. Awesome. I was excited awesome. all day knowing that I'm going to see you tonight. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It was so fun to have you on Instagram Live the other day. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I got so excited afterwards. I uh, so I saw the interaction with some of the your uh, um, the participants. Then was like, yes, that's yes. cool. I want I want some of this. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So when so when Lucas uh, contacted me, would you like uh, to be part of? Like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, good. I want you know. I just want our listeners to get to know you and for them to connect to you because ultimately everybody that comes to the wall street coach needs to find the coach that best suits them and i want you know them to have an opportunity to get to know each of you individually because you everybody on the team is very unique and has their own personality antonios and i want i want them to get to know you personally so why don't you just uh, i i explained a little bit about how your mother-in-law heard me on that uh radio interview and reached out to me uh and yes. then just you know but i want people to know who you are how, how did how you got into coaching feel free to just you know wax on about any of the above uh, great. Uh, full name is Antonio Selashar. I uh, uh, where do I start? You already said how we met, and uh, I always believe that uh, I always remember few chats into our conversation, and I realized that we both uh, did the CTI program, yes. which for me was like. Ah, no wonder why we're like both seeking the same values to uh, to connect. Um, and CTI was a turning point for uh, for me that coaching uh, training. Uh, I got into coaching initially because when I was doing uh, my MBA, I realized that investing 
And the human capital is mm. the biggest investment. Uh, we mentioned that the other day is the biggest investment yeah. a corporation or an individual can uh, can have. Okay. Uh, Warren Buffett, the other day I was listening to one of his speeches. They asked him, what's the best investment you recommend for people who are just starting their career? And he told them, uh, let them invest in themselves. Let them have better communication skills. That will double their values in no time. Wow. Nothing will give you that return in, in one, <laughs> one workshop. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I thought, uh, so I got this, of course, I got it before Warren Buffett. I knew it before. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're on the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, I realized this in, um, in, um, in the MBA program. Mm-hmm. where uh, companies, uh, startups that are aiming for 10x or 20x or 50x, they, the most important part of the business plan, even the VCs when they're evaluating them, the venture capitalists when they're evaluating them, they look at the team, how they gel together, how their synergies are, what do they bring to the table, how is their experience relevant to the startup, okay? And because the human capital is uh, leads to like a, we, there is a saying in entrepreneurship, uh, a grade idea with a B grade team is likely to fail. A B grade idea with an A grade team is likely to succeed. So it's not about the ideas, it's about mm-hmm. the, yeah. the people uh, that are behind it. Yeah. And um, out of that when I realized this, I was like, okay, I want to be a leader in, in that, not follow like, oh, okay, how can, I, uh, how can I crunch some numbers and make a better decision in finance? Because there are already a lot of people doing that. I was like, what is the best way to maximize on that huge potential? And I looked at doing assessment tests. I looked at uh, studying workplace psychology. Um, I had done this in my other masters that I've done before. And then I realized I came across several coaches and they uh, told me, have you tried coaching? I was like, I had never heard about it before. And I started doing exercises, etc., with uh, even the small exercise that you were doing uh, with our peers. And I loved it. I love the, the impact that it gives, it, uh, the, the result that comes out of it. I was like, that is something. And I, uh, I would leave these even like five-minute triads feeling like, wow, something shifted. Even with, uh, with these like mock examples, something shifted uh, within me. And I knew that this is something that's beyond passion. It's like my calling. Yeah. And I went for it as soon as I came back to Dubai. I found the, uh, the, the institution that was the most reputable around me, and that was the I went for it. And of course, I keep on, like every coach, I keep on yeah. upgrading my skills, uh, learning new systems, new models, uh, uh, new theories. I get coached all the time. I, I just finished getting coached like a couple of hours ago. And wow. uh, in, in the morning, I was coaching someone. In the wow. afternoon, I was getting coached. And now I'm talking about coaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of coaching in your day. It's a lot of coaching. Tell us your style of coaching. What you know? We have a lot of traders that listen to this podcast. Uh, we yes. also have... A lot of people who are not in trading probably who listen to this podcast. I think we have an eclectic audience, uh, probably all interested in the world of finance, investing, mm-hmm. but I think most are traders. So what is the style that you yourself have uh, and or the vibe? And tell us a little bit, you know, what a trader could expect if they ever did say they wanted to work with you. Okay, great. So uh, I'll... What I appreciate about what you did is you gave me the energy. So we designed the relationship of 
who am I talking to? What should, where should I come from? Um, and that's how I start my style by designing the relationship. Mm-hmm. I believe that each one is on their own journey. Mm-hmm. No two people are coming from the same place. Uh, I, uh, the coach that I, uh, that I hire for myself. Yeah. are not the coaches that I hire for or that my wife hires for herself or mm-hmm. that my brother hires, uh, even though like I have a business going on with my brother and we're like kind of in the same boat. Uh, the place where he is in his career yeah. is like completely different where I am. Um, so I start by designing this relationship with which uh, something that a permission uh, that is so simple and so powerful at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Agreeing with someone else, like, okay, let's make this something for us. Let's let's shed all the assumptions of what a coach and coachy relationship should be mm-hmm. and let's design it together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a simple example uh, about this is I was I used to get in taxis and I used to uh, hate how they drove. Okay. <laughs> they used to, they used to uh, annoy, uh, annoy me by how hesitant they are, that they want to go faster and they, then they slow down, etc. And I realized then I, before coaching, I had like, it was just frustration for me. And then when the first day of coaching, when I realized that design the relationship, is something in my power. This is something I can be proactive mm-hmm. about. The first taxi I got into, I was like, can I ask you something? Is it okay if you keep a steady foot on the accelerator? You don't go faster and slower. He's like, yeah, sure. I was going faster. Like he was trying to get me to my place faster. So he would yeah. rush wherever he could. So he thought yes. that I want that and yes. I wanted it. And wow. we were like two boats sailing at the, in the night. Yes. And uh, so, so as soon as we communicated that, we found like a common platform. My ride was more comfortable. He was not under stress. And yeah. it was something like hidden, as you say in Arabic, hidden with an onion spiel, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is how I start my relationship with, with, uh, uh, with the coaching. This is my, my first step into my style, uh, the, the first stage into how I coach. Then we dig deep. We start with the foundation. I do not do quick fixes. I do not uh, go, like, okay, what's your target? Uh, how do you want to? I know there are a lot of people that mm-hmm. like the, I'm not going to name the model, uh, the goal approach, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this is your, this is your target. Uh, and you are here. Well, what do you need to, uh, to do to get there? Mm-hmm. I need to do one, two, three. Okay. What is blocking you? One, two, three. How are you going to change this one, two, three? I will do this, this, this. Okay, great. That's your coaching for today. And it's done. <laughs> I, when I saw these models, like kind of like, um, I like to work, not criticizing them. It works for some people, some people who are impatient. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when someone is impatient, it means they are running away from something or they're running away towards something without seeing really, w- without like uh, doing the work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the infrastructure for themselves yes. and I uh, even though sometimes I work with uh, CEOs that are impatient it's like I need this done today I'm stuck and yeah. okay we go back <laughs> um, we start working with the foundations working on the values uh, aligning uh, creating uh, I heard one of your podcasts you were saying uh, the future self Okay, yeah. or we we call it the captain, like creating that these uh, toolbox, mm-hmm. and then as they go along, when 
I'm learning about them and they're learning about themselves and about my style. And we create that toolbox together. So whenever they come back in a third or fourth session, it's uh, anyone that would walk into that session, they would not understand 70% of what is being said because these are yeah. tools unique to that we created together to that, to that uh, client. Yep. And, um, and they start bringing them uh, out. And I see the client walking into the, before they used to walk into the room, now they walk into the Zoom, Zoom. call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take a few seconds to connect to their energy. So yeah. my intuition is in line with theirs. Yeah. And then I, uh, okay, what are we working with today? This, this, this. And my work at that point would be so simple as tell them. So you know the methodology. Which tool do you want to use? Which tool serves you? And mm. I, I want to process that feeling because I'm stuck. Like, yeah. Okay, so let's process it. What are you avoiding? And we dig deep into that. Or I want to change my perspective on this yeah. because I'm stuck in the same perspective and doesn't help me. Or they'll tell me, and these are uh, for those who did uh, the, uh, the coaching uh, system that uh, are familiar with the coaching system. These are the... Uh, uh, the main pillars of the system. One is processing feelings. Second is the ch having the power of choosing your perspective and not vice versa. Uh, not letting the external environment impose their uh, the lens with which you see the world. And the other one is like, I need a decision to make. I... I'm hesitating. Why are you hesitating? Because I do not feel that I'm in line with the, with that decision is not in line with my values. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. values, perspective and processing or something that is, uh, uh, you know, about around the synergy that they're creating. So we work with these aspects. Of course, some people I use sometimes, uh, I'm not against a certain model. I just have my preference. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying I'm not against certain models because sometimes I use an uh, NLP model, yeah. okay? Yep. To because that at that moment in time, that will serve the client more. Yeah. Sometimes I use uh, strength uh, coaching, mm -hmm. uh, and I know, for example, I notice that they're not working within their uh, like their competencies. Uh, yeah, competence. Yeah, their there. competencies. There is yeah. a I forgot the name of the triangle. Um, mm -hmm. Let's call it the competency triangle, <laughs> yeah. uh, or the skill triangle. Yep. And uh, I tell them, okay, so how do we design your work around around that? I work with them around that, and uh, that serves them at the uh, at that moment in time. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my model in a in a nutshell. And, <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's it's uh, great not, to not just hear you describe it. it. It's it's a little bigger than a nutshell, but you know, I get <laughs> yeah. I get the point. I get the point. Yeah. I get because at the heart of the matter, it's it's a it's a complex template, but your willingness to use it in the best interest of the client or take them through whatever that template is for what they're in need of in that moment and or in need of in that engagement. And that's yes. what I'm hearing you describe. So it's, it's great. It's great to take a window. It's like giving people, you know, a little tour of what they could expect with you, which is what I really wanted them to get with you today, just to get a feel. So, you know, my, with my ideal is if you're willing to come in, you know, sometimes to the Instagram chat room, then we yeah. can have you coach. Uh, Lucas was very wonderful and technologically savvy to find out that you could come in the room too. So we can yeah. do a little speak coaching uh, for those participants that are, you know, visiting us there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, so, I, would, I would love to. I, okay. uh, I, yeah, I saw some, uh, some of the chats and... Uh, um, one thing that we love to see, uh, I'm sure, uh, as a coach, you will you do uh, too, 
it's like, oh, there is a repetitive pattern here. Like, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When people realize it, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see that now. <laughs> so, but having that witness, you know, having that witness changes everything because you yeah. see it then in yeah. a new way. Uh, I uh, I see it, and um, you know how. Uh, you walk into a house and you smell like, hey, this is barbecue. <laughs> and you're like, Drew, like, I, I know this. I know how to, <laughs> I, I know how to jump in. Like, I know everything about barbecue. It will taste great with this. And put the ketchup and the mustard on top. This is how I feel like walking into these, uh, uh, these chat rooms. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know this. I know this scent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <to the> air. <laughs> and I think that's, oh. that's what I heard from the way you described your coaching. It's like you with every person, it's going to be different. And I think we have to be yeah. aware of that when we go into those conversations. And that's what it, it sounds like. You know, you walk into that house or that conversation, you're like, this is the meal we're serving right now. And so you have that's all right. these different things you can bring to that meal. And that's, that's right. Certain <laughs> utensils, exactly. certain cut yeah. extra napkins. Different if it's barbecue, wines. different <laughs> wines, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. Tony, so let people know just a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are personally, you know, where you live now. I we mentioned briefly that when we first met, you were in Dubai, but that you still work with a lot of, you know, Middle East clients. Uh, just so people have a sense of you personally, your family, you know, your sense. Uh, I originally am from Lebanon. Mm -hmm. and lived, did all my uh, career until two years ago. Uh, spent it uh, all in uh, Dubai. Mm -hmm. So the city grew from one main highway with uh, a few, uh, few towers, uh, you know, uh, sprinkled al along the way to seeing it the, uh, you know, metropolis that it, uh, it has become. Um, and uh, lived in Dubai for six years, uh, got a sabbatical for uh, a year, and then came back to Dubai, continued my professional career uh, there. Um, while I was there, got married, uh, got two kids, and uh, uh, I two kids. If I would look at the parts of my life that were life-changing, um, one of them I said it's the coaching. Uh, the other one would be becoming a father. Mm. And uh, uh, yes, becoming a father changes uh, a lot. Uh, at the same time, it allowed me to get in touch to... to uh, to gain a, a bandwidth with term in terms of my emotions and like to get in touch with the child in me so I can talk to my child at the same level and then in a split second become the father who needs to uh, be uh, put structure. Yeah. Okay. In um, coaches, one of the, uh, one of the main resources that we have, and in trainings like we they work on us uh, a lot is uh, expanding that bandwidth expanding your range in mm -hmm. being you know to be able to mirror and connect to the client's mm -hmm. psychology or emotions wherever they are yeah. if they are in the abyss you cannot be like uh, okay tell me uh, whenever you come up to the surface i, I can't <laughs> go there Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if they're in the abyss, you're like, okay, hold on. You're in the abyss. Um, I'm putting my snorkels on and uh, diving deeper than you. It's like, yeah. if you're in the abyss, you'll find me a little bit lower than you on the energy That's right. level. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So if you're not there with them, you can do. Yeah. And uh, being a father, I think helped uh, uh, helped me uh, grow that uh, my range exponentially. Wow. A um, few years ago, uh, we uh, two years ago exactly, actually, in, in one week it would be two years ago. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, we decided as a family we needed a different type of challenge. Uh, we needed to grow in a, a different place mm -hmm. uh, so that we get a uh, different perspective, a uh, different uh, environment. Mm -hmm. And we uh, decided to move from uh, Dubai to Madrid, Spain. Mm -hmm. I've been here for two years. I still work with a lot of people in uh, in uh, Middle East uh, mm -hmm. and India and uh, sometimes uh, with people from Singapore. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a business in Africa where I keep on traveling back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, represent some companies from Europe in Africa. So I'm uh, going around uh, Europe and... Um, Sometimes I uh, different projects that take me to different places. Um, my role in all of these, if you, uh, if I want to summarize it, is mm -hmm. I work with everyone, whether in the business aspect or when I'm coaching, I work with everyone to take them to the next stage of yeah. their career, of their life, of their professional. Uh, 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 professional life, uh, yeah. etc. Okay. So yeah. the what's next? Okay, we know what got you here. Yep. <laughs> now it's time to see, to say thank you to whatever got you here, and we're gonna get you uh, next it's to awesome. the next stage. It's awesome. This is great. I, it looks like I'll be going to South Africa in September, so we'll have to have Ooh. a conversation to see if there's any crossover when you'll be visiting but you're usually not in south africa you're usually in north and west africa right i'm in west and central africa in central okay nigeria congo uh ivory coast ghana yeah you should yeah. pass by one of these uh, countries i think you would I, like ivory coast for example i i have no doubt i would i have some <laughs> some really one of my closest friends is from senegal uh i have another good friend who's from ghana i I've, i have a lot of people in my life from all over the world and i'm very lucky because it's helped me just get you know a window a not even a window but maybe just a you know a tiny pinhole view into a whole nother way of life and a whole nother culture and like you said antonio's the more perspectives we have as coaches uh the better so yeah, yeah i have no doubt i would i would love all of africa i've wanted to go there since i'm 22 years old so i'm very excited about this trip uh but i'll definitely be talking to you for some tips and tricks because <laughs> I know you travel there so often. Well, thank you for yes. today. I'm so grateful that you came on. I'm so grateful that the listeners get an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And uh, I can't you know, say enough good things about Antonio's uh, in all of our, is it eight years, six years? I, I, I can't remember, seven years we know each other. How long is it now? I feel like I, I've known you since forever. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some, uh, some incredible yeah. journeys together already. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, thank you for being, for allowing me to be part of your journey. And thank you for being part of my journey. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. All right, my friend, uh, we'll see each other soon. I'm sure either on Zoom or on WhatsApp. And <laughs> uh, thank you for coming in and or on Instagram Live. We have to yeah, get yeah. you in there to do some speak coaching for, for those uh, wonderful people. We have a great little community coming in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now. Yeah. yeah, I would love Our, to. I'd love okay, to. Good. Thank you for awesome. inviting. We are Thanks, so welcome. Okay. So welcome. All right, be thank well. Thank you, Lucas. We'll see you thank soon. Thank you, Kim. Okay. See you. All right, be well. All right, well, I'm so glad that we had a chance for the listeners to meet Antonio's and Jim uh, and you, Lucas. We talked to you at the beginning, so and that's <laughs> not here. even you're always here, but still, we don't They're talk about you as a coach. They're no, I, I doubt they are. I doubt they are. Um, but I think that you know the heart of why I want everybody to meet everybody on the team is because I think you know, there's a temperament and or a personality to everybody that you have to, you, you know, it's like a dance partner. Are you in rhythm with each yeah. other? Are you in sync? And I think, you know, we mentioned this too briefly, you and I, when we were talking about, you have to be, uh, there's certain coaches 
in your life that take you to one level and then another kind of coach that may take you to the next level. You were talking about that. It reminds me of uh, when we had Howard, uh, Howard Lindzen on and he was talking about coaching, like meeting you and he was like, you know, he had gone through multiple coaches and he said like, you might go through 10 coaches before you find the one that's like actually going to help you because everybody's different and everybody is going to, you know, and it, like you said, it's like a dance partner. And if, you know, one dance partner might serve you for a while when you're learning the waltz, but when you go to uh, do, I don't know what break dancing. Yeah. Break dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I used to dance at a Broadway dance company in New York City. You used to break dance? I, I didn't do break dancing. I did jazz, jazz <laughs> yeah, hands, yeah, jazz. jazz hands. Um, but Broadway Dance Center was, you know, the number, it was probably the most famous school in New York City for professional dancers. So there was like six floors of dancing happening. And I would do, you know, my jazz class, which was probably, there'd be 25, 30 dancers. Some were Broadway dancers. Mm-hmm. Some were like me, just doing it for fun. <laughs> um, but you know, you could go from that class, and then we, when that class ended, it was you know a huge dance studio with really cool, beautiful floorboards, wood floorboards, walls of mirror, walls of bars. You know, for the ballet mm-hmm. dancers uh, and for jazz, like you, any kind of dancer, you're going to use the bars to like help stretch and pre- yeah. you know prepare. But to instantly be in this class with this vibe. And as soon as that class changed, bam, and we would have so many, uh, it was was break dancing, but they didn't call it break dancing. It was called street dancing. And the street dancers would come in and the whole vibe and the energy of that room. Yeah. Go right, like it, it, it would be a different vibe for jazz, different dance for different vibe for ballet uh, people, different vibe for street dancing, uh, you know, which was taking off at the time. But but I was like, oh wow, I can't keep up with that shit. They're like <laughs> on the floor spinning around on their oh. heads. I was like, but it I'm, was the coolest thing. I'm still see. imagining that you did it somehow. Okay, that's, that's right. I just want to see that. <laughs> I would just, I would just, we would just like stand. It was a really narrow hallway and we would all crowd around the door and everybody be like, you know, 14 people trying to work in a door, (laughs) watching them because they were phenomenal. And half of them probably were, you know, in Rent and all the different Broadway shows at the time that were using them. So these people, like, they look like they had been dancing since they were children and they probably had, you know, they were just such professionals. But that vibe, you're going to need to have a different coach for different periods of your life. And because I'm so proud of all of you coaches and the diversity of the the personalities and temperaments and styles, uh, I feel like let everybody see everybody. So you can say, okay, we want to work with somebody at the Wall Street coach. Who's the person that's going to be the right dance partner for me in that journey? So anyway. That's what it's all about. Yeah, Awesome. This was awesome. It's so good having them on. It's just, they're just, I I feel so lucky that these are the people that have come to this firm. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches over the years that I've met uh, and not to say that they aren't great coaches, but I just knew they weren't a fit for my organization. So I guess I just want to say this as well to the listeners. I've been very picky about the coaches that are on this team. Uh, I have not, there are lots of coaches out there who have lots of credentials and lots of experience, but there was just this special sweet sauce or secret sauce that I just have known if somebody had it or not. And those who didn't have it, I really had no issue saying, I don't think we're the team for you. And and that's why I think I can get so jazzed up talking to them as you do too, because they each, everybody here has that secret sauce. Yeah. They yeah. just do. It's the, yeah. it's the X factor. Yeah. It's the X factor. And we're going to, we're going to have uh, Samantha and Jason on. In the, yes, we in the- are in a future episode so yes yep absolutely we gave you a lot today people (laughs) (laughs) a course meal yeah awesome so thank you lucas thanks for organizing it and getting them all on here today uh with all the time zones we've got going on you and i (laughs) we're like the internet we should have the international clock on our watches we really should 
Yeah, I gotta take oh down all these goodness. pictures and put up clocks. That would help. Yeah, me. Exactly. This is what it is in South Africa. <laughs> this is what it is in Madrid, <laughs> Dubai, San Francisco, Hawaii. Oh my goodness! But you know what? It gets easier over time. After a while, you start to know all the time zones. Yeah, almost by heart. All right. So we'll see you on the next episode of the Wall Street Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening to us today. Please let us know what you think of this episode. Did you like this conversation? Do you want to hear more of like what happens in coaching? Please leave us comments in YouTube. We read them. We listen to them. We try to you know, follow what you guys want us to talk about. And if and only if you like what we are talking about here and you have the patience uh, and wherewithal to leave us a testimonial on uh, Apple iTunes, that would really come in handy. Even the likes on our YouTube videos make a difference. Comments always help with that magical algorithm that they have. So please uh, show us the love if you <laughs> feel the love. Okay. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next time on The Wall Street Coach. Until then, ahoy ho. This has been The Wall Street Coach Podcast with K-Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.